Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. Welcome to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family and the author of the Influential Parenting Program that helps parents target the heart by going after the root of the issue rather than whacking away on the surface. I'm also the author of Going, Going, Gone, a great book that looks into why kids are leaving the faith. Today, we're going to be talking about lessons from mentoring. And with me in studio is James Coleman, the CEO of Mountain Capital Partners. They own and operate nine resorts across the country, ski resorts. There's even a mountain biking resort down in Texas. And James uh, manages over 2,000 employees across the country. And in spite of all that, he finds time to mentor young people. And today we're going to be picking his brain related to mentoring and what lessons we as parents can learn from someone that mentors kids all the time because he has a heart for them. And he's learned some things that I think can really help us as parents. So James, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Jeff. As a mentor, why did you start mentoring? Well, I uh, was mentored uh, quite a bit through my life. My dad was quite the mentor, and uh, that's where that started and encouraged me to have uh, other mentors. And, and so I did, uh, different professors, different other folks that were in the industry I was in. I really looked to them to learn and to speed up my education. And so I was I aggressively seeked mentors and, and fortunately had guys that were interested in, in working with me and teaching me what they knew. And how much of a difference did that make in your life, do you think? I think it accelerated my career very rapidly. You know, I was often told that I was 25 going on 40, uh, you know, in my mid-20s, and just really sped things up for me and and helped me achieve my goals uh, much faster than I would have otherwise. Why the ski industry? I know you have eight ski properties at this point, Purgatory, Sibafu, Parito. You know, I when I started skiing, it was my freshman year in high school and I just fell in love with it and I just thought it was the coolest sport I'd ever done and so that's what I wanted to do and then as I started you know going through high school and and trying to decide what I was going to do with my life I said well you know what better to to do than be in the ski business and kind of merge that with my natural desire to build things and and make new things and and so I thought let's put these two together and let's get in the ski business and let's build and develop ski resorts. So you have over 2,000 employees, and I know sometimes you take uh, employees under your wing and mentor them. Um, Sometimes you take people from the community and friends, sons and daughters, and mentor them. Why are you mentoring kids today? I started uh, first mentoring kids my senior year in high school, or in uh, senior year in college, actually. As I said, I've been mentored quite a bit, and, and I started to see opportunities to help other other kids and at first you know they were often coming to me like hey how do you do this and how have you been successful in school and how are you starting your career and those kinds of things and so you know watch for those opportunities and see if a kid's interested in doing that and then I start to talk to them about those things and I had some pretty good successes with some kids while I was in college and and so I kept doing it from there and looking for opportunities and working with uh, college kids and high school kids in church and and those kinds of things. And 
even one of my business partners was someone I started mentoring uh, when he was a sophomore in high school. And what, what position does he hold with the company today? Uh, he's now our president. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> so you've been with him uh, how many years? Oh, 95 or 6 is when we first uh, started hanging out. So. Yeah, so coming up on 30 years. 25 or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so... Interesting. And when we uh, think about mentoring, I know there's a lot of focus on mentoring at-risk kids, but I've seen that mentoring can go way beyond that. It sounds like your story takes it beyond that. So what do you recommend to parents related to having mentors in their kids' lives, even if they're doing well? I'd say I've actually had more experience mentoring kids that weren't at risk, quote unquote, as people would, would say, but just kids that don't feel a passion for what they're doing and, and where their life is going and don't feel a purpose and, and just feel like they're, they're going through the motions and what are they really doing with their life and being excited about it. I think I've had way more experience with that uh, than really even the at risk. I've certainly been involved with some at risk kids, um, but I'd say the majority has definitely been been what would not be historically called at risk. What's interesting to me is I think that this makes you perfect to to talk with parents about the principles you've learned in mentoring because a lot of parents are frustrated with the lack of direction in their kids' lives, the lack of motivation. They don't know where they're going. They don't seem to be really grabbing the reins of their lives today. And so I know, parents, as you're listening, I believe that this is going to be right up your alley because that's where James has been working with kids that don't have a direction, a vision, a passion, a purpose. They're not moving down the road like we'd like them to move down the road. So how much does mentoring really impact the young people you work with, do you think? It can be life-changing for them. You know, I've seen kids that just weren't sure what they were going to do, kids that, you know, maybe were going to flunk out of college uh, get back on track once they had that purpose and that vision and the drive to succeed, uh, to get way better grades and to enjoy doing it and then go to accomplish the, go and accomplish their dreams. Uh, definitely seen, seen it help uh, kids do that. I know that the research is showing that mentoring can have a huge impact, even with it at risk kids who are in trouble and maybe going down the wrong road. The studies are showing that they're 55% more likely to enroll in college, 78% more likely to volunteer regularly, 90% are interested in becoming a mentor if they've been mentored. And that's kind of your story. You were mentored and and that developed an interest in mentoring yourself. What's interesting here is 130% more likely to hold a leadership position. If they've been mentored, it doubles, more than doubles the number of kids that will become leaders in the future. So mentoring has a huge impact, and this is why I think it's so important for us to think about and look into as a parent, because oftentimes the strategies we're using as parents don't seem to be getting the results we want. Well, I believe that mentoring offers us some lessons, some ideas, some concepts that can really change the nature of our relationship with our kid and change the direction of their lives. That's why we're talking with James today. How many young people are you finding are truly open to being mentored today? Well, historically, it seemed like it was about 50% uh, of kids were really open to it. And these days, it seems like it's very few. It was pretty clear to me why it was only about 50% in the past. At this point, I don't, I don't totally understand why it's such a low percentage these days. So you've seen it drop dramatically from half the kids being willing to be mentored to 5%, 10%. I mean, is it that low? That's what it feels like. Okay. I have done a study on it, but... 
Okay. And I know that we talked a little bit before we got on air today, and and we were talking about some of the thoughts behind all of that. You were mentioning an article that you read earlier about how the overprotectiveness and the, the sense of safety and, and the fear that parents tend to be approaching their kids with may be one of those factors. What are, what are you thinking is keeping kids from engaging with mentoring? Kids are, are often, you know, they really don't want to disappoint their parents. And they don't want to go against uh, the life plan that their parents have set for them often. They're often afraid of the risk uh, that's involved in that. Um, if their parents aren't supporting them and following their dreams, but instead want them to do something that's just safe, often the kid's going to go along with that, even if they're miserable. You've seen kids who are just going down their parents' path, and they're not as motivated, they're not excited, they're not really looking forward to their future, but they go down that road just because that's where the parents are thinking they should go. Yeah, it's it's the safe way to go, and they're really not motivated to do it, and they're just going to go through the motions, and a lot of them can be pretty unhappy most of their lives doing that. You know, what can parents do with kids today, since you're finding that so many aren't even open to considering being mentored, what do parents need to do to help their kids be open to mentoring? Because the research is showing, your experience is showing that can it be life-changing? It can lead to much happier, more fulfilled, more successful lives. Well, they need to, to be encouraging of their, of their children, you know, to follow their dreams and not just um, what's the safe route, to really look at what your child's strengths and weaknesses are and and what's best for the child and what they're excited about and what they're interested in and their passions. Yeah, I think one of the things I do when I'm coaching students is try and help them identify, you know, what's their passion, what's their vision, what are their gifts, what are their strengths like you're talking about. And one of the tools I've actually used with some of the young men and young women is actually um, that crazy book about Steve Jobs that talks about his vision and passion. Because, you know, he took on a, a monumental goal of putting a personal computer in every home in America. That was his passion. That was his vision at a young age. And everybody told him, forget it. Too expensive. They don't need it. There's no point. They're too hard to use. Everyone turned him down. And, oh. and he kept going because of his passion and vision. And that's what I'm not seeing in young people today. They will easily get derailed. They will easily stop moving forwards. Because oftentimes I've found they don't have that passion and vision. Has that been what you've seen as well? I, th I think that's really the norm and, and in many ways even more common this, these days than, than it was in the past. And if they do, they have no clue how to get there. We as parents then need to be looking at our role a bit differently. We need to look, be looking at how do we get in and understand our kids ourselves? How do we help them understand themselves? As opposed to just thinking about success through the grid of a bunch of after-school activities and a bunch of things that they they do. It's really more about helping them understand themselves, helping them identify their own direction, vision, passion for their lives, which after-school activities don't do. In a few minutes, we'll be back to talk more about the lessons from mentoring and how we as parents can approach things differently as we begin to view our kids differently, see our roles differently. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. I appreciate the fact that you've tuned in to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. We're here to help families stay connected and close through even those crazy adolescent years. And we'd love to hear from you. Please go to our site, revivefamily.com forward slash radio, and submit the questions you'd like us to cover in our programs and podcasts. 
This would be a great help to us because we want to serve you where you're at with the issues and the answers that parents are struggling with most. So again, go to revivefamily.com forward slash radio and we'll be happy to address your questions on air. I know as parents, we all feel like failures at times, but it doesn't have to be that way. That's why I've spent so much time talking with students, thousands and thousands of students between the ages of 12 and 21, trying to figure out how do we do this differently? How do we have that close, tight-knit, cooperative family in this age of technology that seems to be pulling us apart constantly? And that's what influential parenting is all about. It's about keeping our hearts connected as families. On May 1st, we'll be launching our online class, Influential Parenting. This fast-paced class will dig into topics that will change the way you see your kids and help you take an influential approach that will restore relationships, draw the family back together, and start building that positive family culture we desire. So mark your calendars for May 1st and visit revivefamily.com and look at Influential Parenting. It will be in short 7-10 to minute segments, really easy to consume, and it will also have a downloadable MP3 file so that you can take the class as you're working out, waiting for kids to get done with lessons, or driving around town. We look forward to helping you build a positive, encouraging, grace-filled, and forgiving family culture that will serve your family well, not only today, but well into the future. Welcome back to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. Today, we're in studio with James Coleman. He's the CEO of a really large company, thousands and thousands of employees, nine resorts across America, ski areas like Purgatory and Durango, Colorado, Nordic Valley up in Utah. Uh, You can see more about James at MCP, that's mcp.ski, ski resorts. James would love to have you go visit that. you know, they're family-friendly resorts. He's all about kids. He's all about mentoring. He supports the Boys and Girls Clubs and all these communities. So let me put in a plug, and if you're going to go on a ski trip here in the next year or so, check out mcp.ski, look at the mountains they've got, and pick one of those along the way. Really appreciate you being here today, James. Thank you. And so as we continue on, you know, when you mentor all of these young people, do they talk about the frustrations with their family at times? Yeah, that that definitely uh, can be a challenge for them. You know, we talked about not wanting to disappoint their folks, and that's often is what uh, stops them from from actually taking on uh, a mentorship and and from being mentored. Just that that fear uh, of disappointing their folks can often stop them right in their tracks, and they won't move forward. You know, it could be pretty sad because it's quite an opportunity for them to to learn from someone who who has pretty serious experience in business and education. Do you think that that, you know, that article you read talking about how parents are fearful and looking to keep their kids safe today is part of the reason they're not encouraging their kids to to seek out mentors because they're f- uh, fearful of the outside? We've lost trust. We've lost neighborhood in our community. What do you think is driving some of that? You know, I think that is definitely a big factor. I, th- I think there are a lot of factors for sure. But, you know, parents you know want their kids to be successful and and want to send them on their way. And, and it's out from good intentions that most of these things come from their parents. Their parents aren't trying to hurt their children. They just want to know that they're all right. They want to know that they finished school and go get a good job and 
you know, get married and have grandkids and, and do all those things. And, and parents want to know that their child's going to be all right. And so they can go, all right, I did a good job. My son, son or daughter is safe and healthy and, and those kinds of things. Unfortunately, they're not always happy. You know, we work with families all the time here at Revive Family, and we see a lot of that where the parents love their kids, but oftentimes the things that feel safe aren't necessarily setting them up to succeed, aren't necessarily setting them up to be able to make good decisions on their own because we're making so many decisions for them. So what have you learned as you've mentored kids that parents could use with their kids to help them develop a vision, motivation, a direction, a passion in their life? Well, first, the parents need to really understand and know their kids. That's the first thing that needs to happen. And so it's asking questions uh, of your children is just key and really listening to, to what they say. There's a process that I go through with most, with most kids that I'm mentoring. First, I'll have them list what they like. And I tell them to put down anything and everything. Don't be thinking of a career. Uh, just what do you like to do? What are you interested in? What are you passionate about? Just just brainstorm and make a big list. And I'll, I'll ask them to take some time to do this, two, three, four days, maybe a week. Just think about it and go back to the list and, and just write. And some kids will come up with five or six things and and some kids will have a, a whole page of things that they're that they're interested in. Then I'll have them go through and prioritize that list once they've done that. And still, I don't have them think about a, a career plan or just what they think is out there as a degree or anything like that they should go after. I just say, what do you like the most? What is what is most important to you on this list? Okay, and then list number two and number three and and how far down the list you want to go. And ideally, after that, you see what the top two or three items are on that list, and you and you see if there's a way to make something out of that. So let's say um, you have a kid who likes helping people, likes being outdoors, and uh, likes adventure. You say, well, what about um, being in the summer camp business or something like that? Yeah, it doesn't make the most money in the world, but that person might be extremely happy uh, in that in that career and and be fulfilled. And so you go through that process and and try to help the the kid brainstorm about what what might be a good thing for them. And then you want to actively help them make a plan uh, of how they can accomplish this uh dream, how this how they can accomplish this goal, these goals and you know get in there cuz a lot of kids are young, they haven't they haven't thought through these things. They don't, they're not very worldly. They don't know what's all out there. And you as the parent have way more experience about what are the options are out there for them. Yeah, one of the things I've found is that oftentimes we are so busy giving our kids the expectations we have for them that they have to hit that they don't develop goals of their own. So in your process, you're saying, you know, towards the end there, help them formulate goals and then help them formulate a way to explore those goals. One of the things that I've found really helpful is finding one of your friends or someone in your church that has that career that they might be interested in and just going to lunch, the three of you sitting down and helping your kid create a list of questions to ask them before the lunch to explore the career and the ups and the downs. There's a lot of things we can do as parents to come alongside our kids and help them begin to explore things when they're young. I mean, you can start this at age 9, 10, 11, 12. My, my son invented a game last year, and is, we're helping him start a company right now called E-Family Games. 
And, and he's in this process with my other two kids of learning just an incredible amount. They filed a provisional patent. They formed an LLC. There's all these things that they're learning in this process that will serve them really well when they move on. I know for a parent who's sitting there going, wow, you know, how do I do this? Do you have some additional tips for them? Yeah, so say back to the summer camp example, maybe there's nobody in your church that's done that exactly. But you do have people that you know that have accomplished their dreams, who have gone out there and and followed their passions. You know those folks. Or maybe you have yourself, and then you just go and ask uh, other folks, okay, do you know anybody that has followed this plan? You know, And if you talk talk to enough folks, you're going to find people that, that – can help you know guide you and and help with a path that direction. I think you know parents are so busy these days. Some of these things can seem a little daunting because we've got our kids so busy with their lessons and their sports and their activities and their tutors and and everything else. If I could go back with my first two kids and eliminate some of the activities and spend a little more time doing some of this, you know, I think I'd do it in a heartbeat. What would you recommend to parents related to some of these things? You know, it really does take a focus on where your child's heart is and where their passions are and not just doing what everybody else is doing or what's more impo- most important to yourself. Uh, it really does take a different look at it and taking the time to sit down and talk with them and see where they are. So in this, I know that you work with kids who don't know where they're going and have motivation issues. What are the, some of the things you see leading to those motivation issues? Well, we talked about some issues that parents can bring to the, to the table. And then after that, it just really, there's a, there's a lot going on that's challenging. Kids just aren't as connected uh, as they used to be. Yeah, there is a bunch of research talking about how kids are accomplishing less today than they ever have. There, fewer of them are getting driver's licenses at age 16. Fewer of them are even dating by age 18. There's just a ton of data along these lines that shows not just the breakdown in connection or relationship in the, in the social network of kids themselves, somewhat due to social media, but also the breakdown in relationships between parents and kids. What else are you seeing that kind of seems to be holding kids back from being motivated? We have today even a broader culture of safety uh, where kids are just even more risk adverse than they were in the past. And that definitely makes things challenging for kids to, to go out there and take a leap of faith to do something they might not be comfortable with. Uh, well, also, it, it, it seems like kids have unrealistic expectations these days, and they just think they should accomplish something major uh, by the time they turn 18 or 19 without uh, really having to put in the work and, and realize what it takes to get there. And so... You know, there's there's a lot going on and it's complicated, but these are some of the variables I see. So they're they're missing kind of that take a one step at a time, build up your career, do the hard work, go through the menial things at the beginning, and then you get to move into greater and greater things as you show your capability. I, I see that in the families I'm coaching a lot where the kids, um, many of them aren't making their own lunches. They're not, they're not doing their laundry. They're not doing all this. And then they're getting handed what they want at Christmas time or whatever else. And they're not having to 
to go through those menial things in the home. And then they get out to college and they really struggle because they, they're not just having to deal with college classes. They're having to deal with figuring out life in general because they're not figuring it out in their homes. So James, if you were to give parents three tips that can make them better parents, given what you've learned from mentoring, what would they be? I would say first to ask your kids what their hopes and dreams are. And then I would say second, encourage them to fulfill those dreams unless they're truly impossible. For example, I at 51 years old could not be an astronaut. Um, Don't need to encourage me to do that. But if there is even a chance that they can accomplish something, then then encourage them to, to see if they can. And then trust God. You know, you're not primarily responsible for your children. God is. And you've got to remember that. And, and what, does he, what, what does he put in their heart that he wants them to accomplish? Yeah, he's wired them with gifts, talents, passions, abilities. And oftentimes we're so wrapped up with success. And what we're thinking is a good path for our kid, we may miss exactly what God designed them to do. So those, I think, are great advice for us as parents as we think about Maybe we can be more like mentors with our kids and less like parents. If it's showing uh, success in James' life, if it's showing success in the research, and if the kids that James is working with mentoring, their lives are being changed, turned around, and they're going off and doing great things, maybe we need to consider being more like mentors in our homes. Thanks for joining us today for Revive Families Connecting Hearts. Remember, James' site is mcp.ski, and you can learn more about Revive Family and Influential Parenting, which helps parents become mentors in their kids' lives at revivefamily.com. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with James talking about how we can help our kids get ready to enter the workforce. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.